Today's swap a number is 0.1%. That's the amount of a temporary dues increase currently being debated by the swap of BOD to cover the increased cost of negotiating contract 2020. On the show today, we're going to talk to second VP Brian Fitting about the temporary dues increase, and he's going to tell us why the swap boards debating the issue and why our pilots might be asked to vote on it sometime this year or next. I'm Amy Robinson. And I'm Kurt Heideman. And today we'd like to welcome Brian Fitting. Hi, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's go ahead and start with why are we even talking about a temporary dues increase? The membership already voted on the budget for 2020. So walk us through a little bit of that. The reason we're talking about a temporary possible or possible temporary dues increase is because, you know, if I ran my household and I knew next year I had to spend X number of dollars, but my plan going into that year was to take money from savings, I don't think that would be a good plan going in. So based on our anticipated costs and how much our dues are going to be, we feel like to cover the costs, we need to have a temporary dues increase of 0.1% to cover uh, the, you know, the additional costs associated with uh, active negotiations. So based on what you were saying, the increase would cover negotiations only, correct? So in 2016, we did we took the $3 million from the reserve fund, and, and that covered the negotiations for that year. So, you know, if, if things had continued on in 17, 18, 19 without a, without a ratified contract, who knows what we would have done next. But we couldn't keep borrowing that money year after year. So once we wrapped up those contract negotiations, the <clears throat> negotiating committee came to the board, and they had an idea. And they said, you know what, if we're going to do this next one right, we need to start preparing for contract 2020 today. So they came and told the board that they wanted to do the SEP process, the survey educate poll. They've spent three years, SWAPA has, uh, thousands of hours, millions of dollars on this survey educate poll process. And so now that we finally come up with a product that we're going to be put, uh, Casey just announced, you know, we're going to be presenting it in January to the company um, I just think that if we don't give them, they've already prepared for the fight going forward. I just think we need to fund the fight. Meaning if we don't give them every opportunity to go out there and pull the levers they need to pull, utilize whatever means they need to get uh, a ratified deal, I think we're doing a disservice for all the time and money we've already spent. Why are we going to need this before, as we start section six, when we really haven't even begun yet? I mean, we're, we're looking kind of forwards here. Why is that? Well, the, the goal is to try and cover all those anticipated costs uh, associated with negotiations. Um, the contract is amenable in September 1st of 2020 with an early opener of March 1st. So we thought um, to cover those anticipated costs that we would coincide the temporary dues increase with the actual um, opening of the negotiations on March 1st. So that's kind of the thought process at the moment, or at least that's what, what yeah, and that's the what the, propo- point the discussion is. point is: is that once we start these active negotiations, that we're going to need the money and the resources to cover those negotiations. What do you say to people who say that we went four and a half years last time without a dues increase? Well, the the big point on that in uh, 2016, your board voted to take three million dollars out of the reserve fund to cover those negotiations, and we pretty much spent all that money in 2016. So, once again, going to a planning, you know. If these negotiations wrap up in in the in 2020, then we won't really need the money. But most of us anticipate that these negotiations will not be uh, finished by the end of 2020, and so that we can't just keep taking money out of savings to cover our known costs going forward. If we're going to start these uh, this dues increase 
to coincide with negotiations. Are other airlines, do other airlines do that? Yeah, so um, APA, American Pilots Associations, they have a 1% due structure just like us and uh, during normal operations. And then six months prior to contract negotiations, they go to 1.5%. And if you look at ALPA, their normal uh, operations are 1.9% at all times. If you look at uh, UPS, NetJets, most other labor unions have at least 1.5%. So swap up coming in at 1% all the time is by far the, uh, the least dues out there. We're talking about doing this as a temporary dues increase, correct? Absolutely. Um, these would only be in effect from basically what we would propose is from uh, when contract negotiation starts, when that early opener starts in March, and then until we have a ratified TA, meaning that not only do we have an agreement in principle, but we've sent it out to the membership and the membership has ratified that and it's going to take effect. So it would take, you know, it would go through that whole time period. And what do you say to people who say that these increases are like taxes, they'll never go back down? Whatever is sent out to the membership will abide by. So if we send out that it's going to be temporary per the constitution, we have to abide by whatever that is voted on by the membership. So I would think that's uh, people trying to confuse the argument or the proposal to, uh, Add a little, uh, what do they call it, FUD, fear, uncertainty, uncertainty and doubt. doubt. Yeah. Right. You know, they don't like the idea of raising taxes. I don't like the idea of, you know, raising taxes or raising dues. But if we're going to continue to provide the services that we provide at a 1% structure with um, with the active negotiations and the IT spend, I just, I don't think we're going to be able to get it all done without borrowing from the reserve fund. This temporary dues increase, would it apply to this contract negotiation only or would it be for all future negotiations? I mean, that's for the board to decide what to put out to the membership, but the plan, and I anticipate it to be uh, just for this negotiations, and then depending on how this one goes, if the membership sees that uh, SWAPA was a good steward of their money and did a good job in negotiations, I would think it would be on the table in the future, but it's not going to be a certainty that every time we open negotiations that we go to that 1.1. That is not on the table. It would be a case-by-case basis would be my guess. So we're not going to do the APA model? That is not the plan, no. Brian, there's a lot of confusion on on possible dues increase that's being discussed and whatever. Was it in the 2020 budget? No, it was not included in the 2020 budget. And, uh, you know, the board felt that it would have been, uh, there wasn't enough prep prep time. And that's why the board came to uh, the execs and said, hey, we want you guys to um, communicate the possibility of a dues increase to the membership. And we want to get feedback and hear what the membership has to say on the topic. So back in the RP article, Talking about the budget, John and I wrote an article talking about the possibility of a dues increase. And then John once again blasted it, um, I think a few weeks ago, talking about the possibility out there. And most of the, uh, most of the domicile reps have been out there uh, soliciting feedback. A lot of guys have been doing um, lounge visits. They're trying to get the feedback to see where the membership's at on this. We didn't want to uh, come up with a good idea without any uh basically feedback from the membership prior to putting it out there. So that's why we're honestly asking question, what does a membership think about this concept? And we don't want to spring it on them without an education and, and, and feedback to the board. Once the decision has been made to go down this path, there are several steps that have to happen before a dues increase can take effect. Talk a little bit about those. Yeah, so at the December board meeting in 2019, uh, your board of directors is going to discuss what they want to do. And there's a few possibilities out there. Um, well, the first possibility would be to uh, do that 0.1% temporary dues increase effective March 1st, 2020, and have that effective through active negotiations. The turnaround time on that would be fairly quick. Anytime we're proposing to 
increased dues, the membership would have a say in that, meaning that it would go out to a vote to the membership. So the membership would ultimately decide yes or no on whether or not to increase those dues. If the board in December kind of feels like, hey, we haven't had enough prep work, we have an approved budget for 2020, we might try and think, okay, let, what else can we do? Well, I personally don't believe we should keep taking from the reserve fund year after year after year, depending on how long this uh negotiation takes. So there might be, hey, let's put this on hold for 2020. And then the fall uh, election cycle next year, put it on the fall ballot that in 2021, we would affect a 0.1% dues increase. And I would anticipate if that was the plan coming out of the December board meeting, that we would probably have to write two budgets, one based on uh, a temporary dues increase for 2021 and one without a temporary dues increase in 2021. Won't SWAPA just spend whatever the dues are? You know, it's funny, I we I get those comments um, from the forum and other places sometimes. And I, I can say for this year, uh, through October of 2019, we're $1.87 million under budget. So um, we are good stewards of that money. And we try and write a budget based on anticipated costs, but we don't just spend the money to spend. Um, one of the examples is contract admins only spend about 69% of their allotted budget for the year. And a major part of that is um, they haven't filled all their positions because they haven't either had the right person or the need, but it was budgeted, but they just didn't feel like, okay, we have to spend that money. Um, other parts of that contract admin is uh, the SBOAs. You know, we budget for 80 a year. The company has tried not to, uh, they don't want to go to SBOA. So I think so far this year, they've only had three so far. So we don't just see, hey, you know, contract admins budgets a million dollars. We're going to spend a million dollars. We try and only spend the money when it makes sense. If we had uh, Amy Johns on back for a budget podcast, and she made a good point about that, the fact that it's not a use or lose budget. It is absolutely not. We actually encourage, we, you know, every month we, we send out a scorecard to the committees. We look at each individual pilot, you know, and track, you know, hey, how's your budget looking? Can we fly more? What can we do to save that money? We, we look at hotel costs. We look at it all. And if a guy doesn't need to come in, you know, if they don't have anything scheduled that week, they'll go fly or they'll, you know, they'll save money on a hotel. So we are very budget conscious. And just because the money's allotted, we're not going to necessarily spend it. But going into uh, contract negotiations, I, I just think that we're going to be spending, there's not going to be as much savings out there because we're going to be so hyper-focused on the actual negotiations, if that makes sense. Yeah, if 2016 is any indication, we run it 100%. Yeah, we we spent every penny of that 2016 budget plus $3 million. So it. You know, and I would anticipate going forward as as negotiations ramp up, it will get considerably more expensive. Do we have anything earmarked for the potential dues increase or is it just go into the general fund? It would go into the general fund. There was a discussion about um, separating out to an actual negotiations fund and just the mechanics of that and how to uh, account for that. You know, there's line items in the budget. So what constitutes uh, negotiations? Are we going to say that the NCs, only their trip pull goes toward it? but not their hotels. What about, um, you know, the EFNA committee, part of the comm committee, who's going to pay for print media, all that kind of stuff. If we want a billboard on, um, you know, Times Square, is that, is that associated with negotiations? So we, we kind of think the way to go is just kind of put it in the general fund and, and keep it, keep it in line with, Hey, we're trying to not spend money just to spend money, but we also don't want to, um, give up opportunities to have that print media available when the NC wants it. We want to give them as many levers to pull and let them have the money and resources to pull those, pull those levers when they when they see fit. Quite a few comments, or I've seen a few comments on social media talking about how this vote, if it goes to the membership, is sort of Swapa's 
testing the waters, kind of a pseudo, I don't even want to call it, but a strike vote, right? It, it's, a, it's a measure of, of the pilot's uh, backing of, of SWAP. Is that what this is? I would say categorically, no. We're, we're not trying to uh, read anything into this. You know, some people just, uh, I would say, just philosophically disagree with a dues increase. And they might support the negotiations, but just on, just they just do not support uh, an increase in the dues. So this is not some sort of referendum on, on, on support or where the membership is. You know, we have other polling data that, that tells us where the membership is in other areas. So I would say absolutely not. This yeah. is not a test. This is not a test. What happens if the, the board actually sends it out to the membership and the membership votes it down? What will happen then? So if the membership votes it down, uh, if we send it like in, in December, if they decide, hey, we're going to put it out for vote like in the January, February timeframe for a March 1st turn on and the membership says no, then we just go and continue to execute under the 2020 budget. And uh, we allocated $2.6 million out of the reserve fund to uh, be able to be available to cover our costs. And then... For us as a board and really as governance, we would have to look at the budget for 2021. And like I said earlier, we would have to look at a budget based on a temporary dues increase and one without. And going forward, the, bo the board would have to make some tough decisions on um, if we're going to cut services or continue to take out of that reserve fund. And th that's a question I, I couldn't answer. What, what is the reserve fund used for? If, if we don't, you know, a lot of people ask that question. So if it's if we're not using it, for negotiations, what are we using it for? Funny you should ask that because that's one of the, uh, that's a tough question because in the policy manual, it isn't really defined. And this last board meeting, we actually voted, it used to be two times our operating budget was the goal to have in our reserve fund. And the board felt that that was a little too large a number. So right now we have about $23 million in our reserve fund and our 2020 budget's about $25 million. So we're pretty close to um, one times an operating budget. In the policy manual, it does talk about uh, what a reserve fund can be used for, no questions asked. The first thing is any kind of merger, acquisition, or any threat to the pilot seniority list. So if the board deems, you know, hey, we're going to uh, merge with another airline, acquire another airline, whatever you want to call it, um, we could have funds available to hire outside counsel, whatever we needed to protect the seniority list out there. The other part of that in the policy manual that the reserve fund can be used for is any approved budget items. So anything in the budget that's already been approved, the board can go and use, uh, take money from the reserve fund to uh, pay for that line item. So that's how in 2020, we were able to, since the IT spend is already an approved budget item, then we can take that reserve money to cover that budget item. We can't just take from the reserve fund um, on something we want to buy. It has to be out of an approved budget, if that makes sense. So that's why, you know, the, the question's out there. It's not clearly defined in the policy manual. And that's something I think that the board struggles with is what exactly is that is that money there for? One, one other item that has come up in the past, and I just want to clarify this a little bit, is that um, – some people asked about increasing the due, is the dues increase based on the max litigation that we did? And, and I, can you clarify that a little bit? No. So the, the max litigation is completely being funded by outside sources. So SWAPA is not putting up any money to do, uh, to cover any of the costs associated with the max whatsoever. So that is a totally, completely separate item that is really not related to our budget whatsoever. Brian, thank you for coming on the podcast to help our pilots understand the very sensitive subject of a possible dues increase. Remember that you can find all of SWAPA's financial data on SWAPA.org under your union, financial, and budget. You can see for yourself the annual budgets and pilot trip polls for the last five years. 
And before we sign off, we want to let you know that while we've gotten a lot of emails about the first few podcasts, we're still looking for more. If you have any feedback, drop us a line at com at swapa.org. And finally, today we have two bonus numbers, 25 and 15. Those are the out-of-pocket increases the temporary dues increase would mean for the average captain and FO, respectively. The board is debating the issue right now, but as with all major issues that affect the membership, ultimately the decision will rest in your hands. Southwest 40, where we want to write your command. Clear to land, 13 right, Southwest 40. 